Welcome to the podcast program produced by Artist Image Resource. I'm your host, Asa Anna. We're here today with Stefan Hoffman, internationally renowned printmaker and artist, now in residence at Artist Image Resource on the north side of the city of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, here in the United States. Stefan, welcome. Welcome. You describe your work as site-specific projects which recontextualize information graphics. You've done a lot of screen printing on walls and windows, taking the medium, which is traditionally flat, applied usually on a table, but you execute your work on different structures in new ways vertically. What mm-hmm. led you to this practice? Well, there's a, there was a specific moment where I was invited to do a mural, and that, but that is a little anecdotal, anecdotal history or something. So that I was invited to do a mural, and then and for, up to that moment, I just cr- printed like horizontally, doing additions like everyone else did. And just for fun, I thought, what about, what would happen if I would hold the screen against the wall? And I did this, and I printed it, and next to it, I had the the printed image on paper. And it was weird, because, I mean, it was a very simple icon I just printed, and it was like two different universes. And, well, in, s- in artists' life, there's a few of these kind of eureka moments where you just... and this was then like I think it was like 15 years back or something and I knew that that's what I was <laughs> would be doing for the rest of my life so to speak uh, and I'm I'm still doing this and maybe one one more angle on this so because I came to printmaking not in my educational uh, uh, upbringing like not at, at university education in arts education but I discovered it much later so I was more of an installation artist doing already kind of site-specific work but that did not really work very well and then I discovered this screen printing technique which I and I have to admit I fell in love with this technique there was something about this technique and I but I was just enormously put off by the fact that I had to do this always in a studio and there was no world around me and I I was thinking so what am I doing in this alone with this enormous screen printing table so where's the world so and printing vertically on different locations brought these two parts together. So this was a fusion kind of of two different approaches, and that worked for me, and that still works for me. Well, space is an important part of your practice. Uh, You mentioned that you engage yourself in the architectural situation and the specific context you encounter before the work. Mm -hmm. Um, How does space play a part of that? I was not very interested in creating my own visual language, actually. So my very first installation projects, I had a kind of a, a kind of a s- almost kind of a, a set of symbols of orientation signs. There was already an interest in, in signage and something, and I repeated these at different locations. And suddenly, I've, at a certain point, that this didn't make much sense to me. I was actually very much interested in how this a specific place would function, how people would move around, how, how the space would be used and make something that would be really in dialogue with that. And it was also always kind of, for me, it is also a way of posing a question. It's not so much imposing my own visual language, it was also like impose kind of posing the question, so what am I doing at this space? So can I add something very specific there? Can I raise a question? Can I contextualize something differently uh, at this specific 
place? The materials you use are traditional screen printing inks, but you've also used organic handmade inks. I'm thinking mm -hmm. about the wall printing project you did at uh, Hinterhof 24 mm -hmm. in Cologne, mm -hmm. Germany. Mm -hmm. um, you researched new printing techniques and DIY inks yeah. from right. organic materials. What made you explore that natural uh, materials and environment? Well, I, I totally like, I, I'm a I'm a hundred percent DIY guy, so I I like this 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 bricolage, so as the French would say. So the, the this making being in also it's being in control. I mean, uh, not in a negative way, but not depending on high-end technicians to execute my work, but have this uh, being part of my my working process. And of course, uh, as I'm very much interested in like the the local situation, the architectural context, the social political context, I, I was just thinking, so why not also using like the local ingredients to actually make my ink? So mm. that was the starting point. And uh, as I'm very much into screen printing uh, as a technique, of course, then you when you know the kind of standard way of doing things, you always want to look around at the fringes. So is there anything you haven't explored yet? Could you, what else could you, could you try? And for instance, that would be just using natural organic uh, waste materials to produce inks, but that is also like exposing a screen in sunlight, all these kind of procedures which enhance your independence but uh, they are still related to, to the, the process. And they give me even more kind of uh, options and possibilities to act in different environments. Stefan, you're an uh, artist in residence at, at Artist Image Resource. I, I, I'm, but I'm also, you know, you, you ha still have some work there um, from your last, mm -hmm. um, your, your last residency. But, but there's something that, that struck to me in terms of a statement that you made uh, about your projects being temporary, they disappear after mm -hmm. exhibitions. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if you can elaborate on, on that. Uh, it's not dogmatic, actually. Uh, very often they do disappear because they are put up um, in, in, in a gallery space, for instance, or a public space, which is used f in another context afterwards. Um, what I like about it is the fact that it's actually that it has a direct relationship to the place. There's no in-between layer. I mean, for me, I mean, sometimes it's even ridiculous because it's so much more work. You could, if you wheat paste the stuff on the wall, I mean, you, you, you're done in a few days. And the way I work, it could take me a month. So this, it's, it's totally not efficient, right? But it, it, there is a way that this in-between layer uh, disturbs me. So I'm, and it's also a statement that it has to be related to this space. It cannot move to an exhibition space. It's not a separate work I'm making. I'm making something in the space and within the space. Mm. Okay, that makes that makes uh, that's clear in terms and of. And so, just adding one little one little thing. So that makes. So this relationship is important. I want to emphasize this relationship, but very often I have to say, even in temporary, uh, in a temporary context, people tend to they want to keep a part of it. Or so there's often things that do stay, and there's also a, even a couple of uh, institutions that actually kept stuff that was initially meant to be uh, in a museum as a temporary installation, but which became part of their collection. And then I would not. Uh, would not refuse to do this. So if it still makes sense, there's also li some little things. So about 
uh, I also never make uh, a really worked out preliminary plan. That for me is also a very important thing. So because mm -hmm. the preliminary plan would already lead me in a specific way. Mm -hmm. And this context could have been changing in the meantime. So I want to be sure that what I'm doing is really necessary at, and important at that specific moment in time. Well, I just think about your work at Artists Image Resource. I see it around. It's mm -hmm. it's with it's within the the ethos of that mm -hmm. space mm -hmm. physically, mm -hmm. um, even though the exhibition itself was deinstalled. So there's a part of Stefan somewhere in in Artists it's, Image it's, Resource it's somewhere floating somewhere. It is some leftover space. Right. Yeah. And um, Artists Image Resource is an artist-run nonprofit printing and imaging organization. It was established in. 1996, really to serve as a laboratory for artists uh, and educators in the community. And you've had a relationship with there for some time. Um, how did you get connected and what draws you back to the, the States and Pittsburgh? And I got Air. connected to Air just through a uh, friendship Bob Beckman, the director, had with a, uh, a professor at Kent State University back in whatever, 13 years back or something, where, and this professor, I met in Germany in Dresden at a residency, and he invited me to come to Kent State University for a summer school to teach a print installation class. And Michael Lodestad, that's it, brought me over to AIR, and that was the beginning of, uh, uh, of a long-standing relationship with AIR because I did a little thing right uh, in summer, but then I came back already in fall and did a, a larger project. And from then on, I came numerous times to, to visit there. Now, um, you've done work all over the world, Montreal, the Netherlands, where you're from. Mm. You know, um, you've been to the States numerous times. What is it about the characteristics of air that brings you back? Well, I have visited, I think, hundreds. I think I could safely say of <laughs> print shops over the mm -hmm. world now in the, in the last uh, decennium. So... There's something something very peculiar about air because it is not uh, something I would say the conventional, so to speak, print shop. Print shops exist in all kind of ways. They they can be kind of collective run where every artist is a member and you pay a membership fee. The, 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 the very different kind of models, but all of them are generally quite linear. So they have one kind of approach or they serve one kind of community. And uh, the interesting thing for me at AIR is about that it's a very different l working and learning environment from the artists, the, the, the print shops I know in other places. In what way? Um, I think I'd, I'd ten, I also ma already mentioned this to you that air is something of an organism. So th there is there is an enormous fluidity in this whole learning process. And uh, there's maybe also a little anecdote that the first time I came around, uh, I was doing I was started printing uh, myself somewhere again on a wall, of course. And then I uh, I saw a young kid who was just being explained like uh, how to code a screen and about 10 minutes later I saw this young kid teaching another young individual Sharing how to knowledge. do this and of course it went totally wrong so I intervened and I said you know 
no, 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 wait a minute. You don't have to do it like this. Keep, there has to be a different angle for your screen. Anyway, but the in interesting thing for me was that it, there was no hi hierarchy in that sense. So someone could learn immediately, could step up, and become right away the teacher and the maker uh, in all of this. And so that intrigued me from the, from the very first moment. Because, of course, air is a very generous environment. But there are lots of very generous environments. So that is not the, the particularity about air. For me, it is really this this merger of all these different kind of uh, environments that that sometimes can create uh, a very very interesting dynamics. Mm -hmm. And as as I have talked to you about organism, I was also thinking about something in terms of uh, another uh, kind of uh, parallel. How I, uh, how you could describe it would be. Uh, as we talk about agriculture, for instance, hmm? uh, we, we tend to think that monocultures are very efficient and effective. And so they are. I mean, they can produce a lot of uh, pr primary needs uh, in, in large quantities. But there's enormous richness that goes f on, for instance, in something like a food forest. So there is enormous possibilities of of different nurturing and, and feeding one or feeding of the other, which is not possible in a monoculture. And so there's just a much more complex learning environment, which can at some point just create an outburst of, of like a very unpredictable kind of learning curve. And so that makes it a really fascinating environment. What's so powerful is that energy in mm. the space mm. that there's, there is a mature working artist like yourself mm -hmm. who's uh, internationally renowned, but you're working beside a student and mm -hmm. people are asking questions. And I think the space itself lends, its, lends it, uh, itself to interact in that way. Yeah. We're, we're walking through the hallways. Yeah. We're interacting. Yeah. We're saying, hello, yeah. what are you working on? We're, we're constantly in the state of inquiry and asking questions. Yeah. And I think the space has something to do with that that dynamic as yes, well. Yes, and there's also some, which something I uh, there's always a rub off. So uh, I don't know if I learned it from air or if I appreciated it in air. But for me, for instance, when I do my projects, I and I try to involve a larger public, I never kind of try to impose myself. I try to work next to the public, and the public can be drawn in kind of gradually. But then it is actually their step to be engaged. And I think this is also this is the same energy which I feel at AIR. You're not forced to look what this other artist is doing over there. But if you're curious, you can just walk in and just ask. So and suddenly you create very, there's already a, uh, you take this responsibility as a young learner, like, oh, hey, this is interesting for me. So you, you, you're active, you're not passively uh, perceiving information, absorbing information, or you're acting in, in this environment. And that, that makes it very, I think, also very rich for these young individuals. And rich for you as well, as you described, yes. as, as, yeah. as much as you appreciate that. And I guess you're right now still in this experimental phase in terms of your relationship with AIR in this residency. Oh, yeah, and, and it will always stay a, a kind of... Uh, there will be a kind of recognition of things that are still the same, and there will be kind of an acknowledgement of things that have changed. And, but of course, there's there's also now a certain point of continuity that, like people who kind of, 
I worked with like seven years back at my project at the Warhol, who are now almost young grown-up artists. And you and you see, uh, you you have created this uh, this environment, and you have created this relationship with that person. That is that's also fascinating to see how they developed, and and now it's the question: So can I now again kind of step in, and also be a, can be meaningful? In, in a new learning curve for that person. Can I attribute something to that? You're in residence for a couple of months now. Do you, do you know what you want to present? Have you, have you decided? Are they coming to some conclusions in some direction? I, I did, but uh, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a first idea. So I, I think I don't want to really elaborate <laughs> right. on this, but it has to do with the idea of the archive, about this, this institutional memory, which is, of course hidden in drawers but it can also be hidden like in like the 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 ink drops that are in the washout for instance so that so there are different ways uh things can be kind of the 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 building holds this information and that i find this curious and uh, i think i will try to work with that let's see yeah, it it it, it uh, manifests itself and it holds itself inside those physical elements mm-hmm. oh, i like I like how you articulated the mm. idea of the drops on this, mm. on the on the floor. Um, it also kind of holds itself in the minds of those who participated, all those young people that mm-hmm. you said, yep. as well as the yep. stories that have been told yep. about air, yep. as well. So, well, this has been a wonderful conversation, Stefan. Thank you very much for your time. Uh, you can find out more about his work by visiting HoffmanPrinting.com. That's H-O-F-F-M-A-N-N Printing.com. For more information about his residency at AIR or more information about how to get connected with uh, Artist Image Resource in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, USA, visit artistimageresource.org. Thank you.